the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Any specific investment, investment strategy, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended and or purchased by advisor or product made reference to directly or indirectly will be profitable. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will either be suitable or profitable for a client's investment portfolio. No client or prospective client should assume that any information presented serves as the receipt of or substitute for personalized investment advice from the advisor or any other investment professional. Bullington Capital Report, hosted by Bill Bullington. For the next hour, you'll receive information on current market conditions and trends that could affect your financial future. If you have a question, you can participate in today's program by calling 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0WHK. You can also reach Bill by going to his website, BullingtonCapital.com. And now, here's Bill Bullington. Well, welcome back to the Bullington Capital Report. Uh, this is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. If you'd like to get in touch with me personally, just uh, you can go to my website, bullingtoncapital.com. You can reach out there, or you can call us in the office, 330-664-0700. That's 664, I'm sorry, 330-664-0700. I'll get that straight. Uh, anyway, I've been getting a, uh, lot of questions. I mean, that when, about the stock market, about the economy in general, and you know, if you didn't have a war going on in Ukraine, you, it, it's hard to say how fast the economy would be moving because it's moving pretty fast now. <laughs> it's actually, it has slowed down quite a bit in certain areas more than others, but there are there's still an awful lot of growth and I'm just amazed that the economy hasn't dropped uh, in speed more than it has. So that's a good thing. I, I really, really like that. It's the resilience that it's been showing. It's been amazing given all the things that are going on outside. And that's one of the things I, I really wanted to talk about this morning. It, it's like keeping your mind fixed on your goals and when it helps a lot when you've got all this going on across the world, when you just take a look back, take a step back, look at your goals and try to look, try to focus out over the next few years. Don't try to focus over the next few months that that's a fool's errand. And if you keep doing that, and a lot of people do, um, None of them are my clients, by the way. <laughs> they get a little upset with me when I don't do that. And uh, so they have a tendency to transfer out. But people who take a 10-year um, period or forecast, and when they go into where am I going to be, not next year, but how about 10 years from now? You know, it's a lot easier to forecast for 10 years 
than it is for one, believe it or not. 10 years from now, there's a pretty good chance the stock market's going to be higher than it is today. It's a pretty good chance. 10 years from now, I'm not sure where, where interest rates will be. I can, I can guess, but I can tell you right now, uh, I would probably not be holding long-term bonds. They've gotten beaten unmercifully. The past, I think uh, last year was the worst year in 40 years for the bond market. So if you were holding certain types of bonds, actually, if you were holding the bonds that had the highest yields before the, uh, or the lower yields, before the interest rates started going up, you know what I'm talking about. You look at the 20-year bond uh, index ETF from BlackRock, and it's there because, you know, there are people who like to, to buy and sell that and trade it. You know, I wouldn't recommend it, but there are people there that, so there's a demand for that and it's been there, but that thing's down a ton. And see the, one of the things that hurts me is watching people who don't know what happens to long-term bonds when interest rates rise. Now they know. And I had a caller, you know, he was talking about, he was literally trying to trade that instrument. And I'm going, yeah, no, that's not a good idea. And I hope to heck he sold because it was literally about two and a half years ago when he called in and we had the conversation over that fund. <laughs> and uh, I was just going, wow, you know, he, he caught a little rally and, and that's, that's the cruel thing about the market. You can be doing the wrong thing and you can still be making money in the short run. Eventually, that wrong thing catches up to you. And when it does, you know, look out. So that's one of my biggest jobs as an advisor. Take a look at the portfolio. And basically, I'm managing the money that uh, my clients have with me. Uh, some of them, we talk about individual positions. Some people have individual stocks. We're going to talk a little bit more about that later on in today's show. The vast majority of them have a breakdown between stocks, bonds, and cash. And uh, bonds, I should say, stocks, fixed income, because right now bonds have been so volatile and I've been holding on to short-term, well, we've been talking about that for several years now. The short-term bonds, you're not going to make, actually, the short-term bonds, the, the the current yield on them is higher than the yield on the long, longer-term bonds. They call that an inverted yield curve. And um, you hear the media talking about it all the time. And, you know, it's always led to recession. Well, no, it's accompanied recession. It's actually caused uh, recessions. But every single one of them has been different. They're not the same. And why do the uh, big newspapers like the Wall Street Journal, Barron's, um, Money Magazine, why do they harp on that so much? Well, because they have to fill space. Because if they actually looked at the data, they would go, oh, yeah, see, the economy was actually doing pretty crappy, uh, or interest rates were, uh, I'm sorry, uh, inflation was going so high, they had to try to put a stop to it. And so they started raising interest rates to try to slow it down. Now, raising interest rates by itself, incidentally, is not that effective. It's not. You can go back and, and look. Raising interest rates by itself has not been that effective. What has been effective is raising interest rates in addition to 
forcing the banks to keep more money uh, in safer accounts. You know, they have to maintain a certain amount of, of cash on deposit uh, to get the, to qualify for the insurance programs. And uh, if they raise those reserve requirements, the money that they have to keep in reserve, that means they cannot lend that money anymore. That is highly effective. And by the way, you won't have to raise interest rates. Rates will go up by themselves. The, the banks will start raising their interest rates to make up for the fact that they have to keep a whole lot more money in cash, in short-term cash or in Fed funds. So that's highly effective. And that's exactly what happened in the 70s and early 80s. They raised the reserve requirements big time. And uh, I can remember the inflation rate being, you know, 14, 15%. You know, at 15%, do you realize prices double in five years? Go get a calculator if you don't believe me. 15%, prices are going to double in five years. So if you have 15% inflation, it means everything you're buying today, five years from now, is going to cost you twice as much. Do you think your income will actually go up and keep up with that? That See, that's the hard part. And that inflation, it's not just hard on consumers. It's hard on producers because when the consumers aren't buying as much, the producers aren't selling as much. So it's really a tough situation. I wouldn't want to be the one in charge of having to make the decisions on who's going to do what and who's going to suffer most. I'm glad that there are tons of really intelligent people in this country that can help out with that and do. And when they make mistakes, that's the other nice thing about the way that uh our economy works. You make a mistake, you can go, oh, okay, and you can correct your, your path and get right back on the, the right path. So it's correctable. And that's pretty awesome. In fact, a lot of other countries around the world have seen how effective this has been. You know, the United States, one of the bigger countries, but it's not the biggest by far. You look at greater Europe, you add the European Union together, there's more people that live there than live here. China's bigger than we are. India's bigger than we are. Yeah, there are a lot of countries that have a much larger population than the United States. But why is our economy number one? China's quickly approaching, you know, challenging us for that, which they probably should, given the fact that there's 1.3 billion people there and we've got 330 million, roughly. So um, that should, <laughs> should work that way. And uh, whether or not that happens over the next 10 years or no, who knows? You know, there's so many things that, that you just can't predict that well. And that, that's my point. That was the point I was getting to from the very beginning. When you're doing your portfolio analysis, when you're putting your money together, and this is really important. This is really important for people who are getting close to retirement because you don't want to have to postpone retirement for 10 years because you were too heavily invested in stocks. You don't want to have to, you, you want to make uh, money and stock market has provided higher returns in the long run than other asset classes, most other asset classes. And uh, you need a breakdown between stocks and bonds. You need to think about that really hard. And I know for forever, you guys are probably probably tired of hearing about this, but I have a really simple method for value uh calculating how much risk you're taking. Just take the percentage of your assets, your savings, your, your investments. What percentage of those are in stocks? Okay, so let's say you're a typical 
um, 60-40. You got 40% of your money in bonds. Now, when I say this, I have to be very careful. Bonds and fixed income, I use synonymously. But uh, we'll come back to that in just a second, as soon as I finish this point. And this point is that if you had 60% of your money in, in stock funds and the market had another event like it did in uh, 2008 and 2009, it actually started in November 2007, by the way. For small and mid-caps international emerging markets, it started earlier in 2007. So the correction that went on there was actually about almost a year longer than the correction in the large company stocks. Uh, the others were already down quite a bit, already in bear territory when the big boys finally rolled over and started going down. And I'm going to tell you that, you know, just so much reminds me of that, that movie, Perfect Storm. Everywhere you turn, <laughs> things are just, they're, they're going down. And uh, boy, to have survived that and, and actually to have recovered from it as quickly as we did, uh, is a testament to the resilience of this country and this economy and actually worldwide actually. But uh, I don't know. Nobody wants to test that again. That wasn't fun. It was very fearful, but we made it. And if you were 60% invested in stock and you were 40% invested in, in fixed income, which incidentally, you know, fixed income, the uh, average bond, it dropped a lot then too. So if you were, let's say you were 50-50, 50% stock, 50% fixed income, the stocks get cut in half. Okay, so if you had a million bucks in your portfolio, and I know most people don't have a million bucks, but it's easier for the math. <laughs> so I'm going to give you that example. So if, if you have a million bucks, by the way, a lot of people do have a million dollars. It's unbelievable how many millionaires there are now today versus what there were 20 years ago. So uh, a lot of people have a million bucks in their 401k plan. No sweat. The, uh, uh, in fact, my uh, retirement plan is my biggest asset. So anyway, if you take that value, whatever that value is, and cut it in half, okay, that's what you would have been down by. So if you had a million bucks and, and it was all in stocks, stock funds, whatever, the uh, most stocks go down together, and that's called correlation for those of you that are uh, too old to remember, like I'm getting to that point. <laughs> I'm just kidding, kind of. But but if they go down by 50%, okay, and you've got 50% of your money in there, how much are you down by? Basically 25%, okay, just because of the, the stocks. Now, if you were in the wrong types of bonds, you're going to be down a lot more than that. And if you were in high-yield bonds, high-yield bonds dropped almost as much as stocks did. It was crazy. Yeah, if you were in uh, long-term government bonds, they went down. If you were in short-term, high-quality bonds, you know, or well, the CD rates didn't go down, but they uh, they weren't paying anything to begin with. Uh, so if you were in anything that had a yield that was one percent higher than the CD, other than the fixed annuity, okay, it went down. And I was looking at this, you know, I remember going through it going, oh my gosh, did people realize they're selling funds that have nothing but short-term treasury bonds, a direct obligation of the federal government, and they're panicking and selling and driving the price down? That is the, uh, but, you know, I was surprised. 
I was surprised that they were paying. I guess everybody was just pulling everything and, and literally going to cash. And that's a tough one. I got a commercial break coming up here in a few seconds. But so for those of you that have just tuned in, this is Bill Bullington. I'm here every weekend on uh, 1420 and some of the other stations. And we do an hour-long show. If you'd like to, if you hear something you'd like more information on, feel free to go to my website and request it. My website is bullingtoncapital.com. You can also call me in the office, 330-664-0700, 330-664-0700. And I'll be back after these messages. When I think of the roads I walk and the way you've brought me through, looking back every step, every breath, I can see your heart is true. I shouldn't be where I am. I shouldn't stand where I stand, no But here I am in the palm of your hand I can always count on you You're more faithful than the rising sun You have never failed me, not even once Are you the parent of a 2-7 to seven year old? Listen closely for an exciting free radio offer. By now, you've probably heard of ABC Mouse, the Parents' Choice Award-winning online learning program that's actually changing the lives of early learners everywhere. ABC Mouse is like a little one-on-one teacher. It has helped her so much. Right now, we're offering a special radio promo to try it free for a month. But you have to go to abcmouse.com slash radio to claim your free month. That's abcmouse.com slash radio. Sponsored by Age of Learning. Brandon Tatum talks directly to Trump. You gotta play the game. You can't just fly off the seat of your pants and just do things emotionally. We need you, Trump, to play the game. Just hold your tongue, play the game until you get elected. Then you can say whatever you want to say. But before you get there, you can't set up landmines. The Officer Tatum Show. Weeknights at 7 on AM 1420, The Answer. Or on iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Do you ever find yourself saying, I need a vacation? Vacation Fixation can help. At Vacation Fixation, we specialize in all-inclusive trips and cruises to Mexico, the Caribbean, and Disney vacations. Why choose us? Our clients book through Vacation Fixation because they are frustrated with online trip brokers and timeshare scams. Whether it's a weekend getaway, a family trip, spring break, or honeymoon, Vacation Fixation will personalize a trip just for you. Want to know the hottest destinations in Cancun, Punta Cana, Jamaica, or Puerto Vallarta? Interested in room upgrades, beach reviews, or details about resort restaurants? How about finding a trip with a direct flight? At Vacation Fixation, we take all of your specific travel requests and shop our suppliers to find the best deal. What's the cost? Our suppliers pay us so you don't have to. Call 330-573-8147 for more details. Or you can visit our website at vacationfixation.com. Or check out the deal of the day on Facebook. Vacation Fixation. I got a story Too good to hide I was a blind man wandering Until I saw the light Yeah, I got a story I can't deny I'm a living, breathing miracle And I just gotta testify 
welcome back. It's Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon, right here on 1420 and 1220, I think. It might be simulcast. Well, yeah, I keep forgetting. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to get a hold of me, 330-664-0700 is the number. If you'd like to talk about your own investment investments, you'd like to talk about putting a little retirement plan together for yourself, that's kind of what we focus on at Bullington Capital. And I have to tell you, I am a minimalist. If you ever saw my place, you'd see it. Uh, you'd wonder if anybody lived there. <laughs> kind of. Uh, it's it, not that bad, but uh, I know some my kids would probably argue with that. But but anyway, I don't like to put anything in. Uh, I don't like to think too long uh, about any decision. Really, I don't want to cut it short. But I don't want to add anything that's just not necessary. And I, and I know that, uh, you know, that's a little bit different. A lot of people really feel better to see a whole lot of data, a whole lot of statistics whenever they make any type of decision. And that's fine. And I've, I've got all the data at any question you want to ask. Yeah, I've got data for it. And if I don't have it, I can look it up. And most people can look it up today. There's this little service called Google. You may have heard of it. <laughs> but uh, but you ever do that? You ever go hunting in Google? You know, you, you sit down and say, I just need to find this one answer. And three hours later, you're looking at it and you, you lose track of time. And <laughs> happens to everybody, by the way, at least once. But uh, so, yeah, there is there's an awful lot of information out there on a whole lot of things. So I, I try to keep things as simple as humanly possible. And I, you know, Occam's razor, the simplest solution is often the best. And that's, I'm paraphrasing, but, uh, that's kind of how I like to live my life. Let's look for the best solution. Now we don't want to leave out anything that's important. That that's a big difference. I'm not a corner cutter and drives my staff crazy because I'll ask them, you know, four or five questions, uh, when they show me something that, that they've done and they don't know the answers to it right away, so they have to look it up. And um, they know they don't argue looking it up anymore. That that they stopped doing that years ago <laughs> because they know I'm not going away, and uh, we're going to find this answer if we need. If I don't already know it, then we're going to have to work until we get the whole answer. Now, at that point in time, if there's information in there that's not necessary, it's not going to help making the decision, we'll look at it and we'll reject it. We'll just take a look at those things that you can possibly, that you can know about. And th this is what makes uh, financial planning very difficult, okay? Because a lot of people will come in and, and expect that somebody's going to know what their life expectancy is going to be. Well, that would be great if, if you could do that. The, uh, I, I haven't met anybody that can, so uh, I just plan on living forever. Um, and quite frankly, because I have kids, I may not be here, but they will be. So my relatives are going to be here and, and my children, and, and I want them to be taken care of when I'm gone. They're, they'll, they're, they'll still have to work, but uh, I want them to be taken care of. So bottom line is I'm trying to come up with a methodology. And that's where the 4% rule came in. That's been researched by tons of people. And, you know, they keep coming back to it with, with CD rates finally being above 4, 4%. 4 
and uh, fixed income uh, annuities have been above 4% for a while. The, uh, you can get those types of returns. The stock market's returns really going to depend. Uh, and I'm really sorry to say this because it, it upsets a lot of people. It's based on luck. It really is. And I always used to, uh, when I was new in the industry, I used to run my illustrations. Like, how did this fund do if you bought it at its peak in 1972 and then 1975, you know, two and a half years later, or uh, because of the time period that you would have had to buy it in, uh, it was down 50%. Sound familiar? Yeah. See, those 50% corrections, they're not all that unique. They've happened, oh, probably four times in the last 100 years. And that's a, that's a big deal. That means if, if your life expectancy is more than 25 years, there's a pretty good chance you're going to live through another one of those. Basic probabilities. Super basic. So there's a chance that you might live through another 50% decline, and there's nothing saying it couldn't be more than that. Okay. So not that I'm a pessimist. I'm an optimist. Heck, I got 70% of my money in stock funds. <laughs> but I also realize that if the uh, stock market got crushed, went down 50%, I'd be down about 37% or so. And that, would I be happy? No. Would I be buying more stocks? Yep. Why? Because it's been the right thing to do for the past couple hundred years. And when I look around at the economy... And I see how well so many industries are doing. See, when your economy, we had an, uh, th this is the big difference between now and the inflation that you saw back in the late 70s, um, all, th all through the 70s, actually, that, that kind of started getting under control in the early 80s when they just raised interest rates and then raised the reserve requirements. That was much more effective than the interest rates were because they had been raising interest rates for 10 years or longer and it didn't work. Raising interest rates by itself, as long as you still give people the money, they will take it. <laughs> Something I've, I realized when I was really young, people will take, a if you loan them money, they'll take it. They'll take a chance on being able to pay that loan back plus the interest, even if they're, you know, unfortunately, they couldn't. So, but when you start saying, hey, listen, let's, you banks, you're not allowed to make as, you're not allowed to lend out as much money as you had before. Last year, you had to keep X amount in reserve. This year, we're raising that. So you're not allowed to lend that money out. Now, that causes interest rates to go up a lot by itself because they have to make up for the fact that they're keeping more in reserve. The, uh, and that's, you know, that's a big deal. So do I see that happening over the next 10 years or 20 years? How many times has that happened in one 20-year time period? So if you go to 20-year time periods, it hasn't happened very often. Okay, But if, you know, Knowing my luck, this is why I'm never going to quit working, by the way, because the day I quit working is probably the day the market tops and starts on a two-year 50% drop. <laughs> that, that's my luck. <laughs> so I'm going to go out, just keep right on working and uh, just keep saving and putting it in my, I got 73, I was 80, 20, like, I don't know, probably three years ago. And so that's a big change for me, but I'm a pretty aggressive uh, because I have a lot of confidence 
I've got at least 10 more good years left in me, minimally, you know, knock on wood. And um, hope I don't get hit by a bus tomorrow. But the uh, the bottom line is, I think I have a long time still left. My health is pretty good. So I'm going to maintain a slightly more aggressive posture. And I'm okay with the risk. If the market were to go down by 50% and I'm down by a third, I'm going, oh, well, I'll make it back. That's me. That's not everybody. What every, the, the vast majority of people, they want to get the same returns I'm going to get. Okay. But they don't want to take the risk I'm taking. You know what? You can't get one without the other. And I'm really, uh, it's, it's get that through your head. I, I can't believe I've been in this business over 30 years and people still think that way. You, know, you can get the high returns with no, only, only the ads on Facebook <laughs> or in some other whatever your favorite search engine is when you start searching. Yeah. You'll find a whole bunch of people promising you stuff that just, it, it's not going to be done. It's not doable. And, uh, I think next week I'll probably, you know what? I will next week. I'll do a show on what are reasonable expectations for various asset classes, like small company stocks, U S stocks. What's a reasonable assumption for, uh, emerging markets. How about, large U S companies. The, uh, and incidentally, um, reasonable means there's going to be a range and that's good. You know, if you, if you have a pretty decent idea of a, the range, uh, of returns and what the averages are, you need to put those two together. The, the average investor, I'm telling you, I I've been doing this forever and it doesn't matter how sophisticated they are. I mean, you have multimillionaires, and when they're multimillionaires, they're generally not in my industry. They typically own a business and, uh, or they've been a, uh, a surgeon or a doctor who's been very careful and saved a lot of their income and, you know, has done well investing. Um, they're the, they're the types that are not, um, they're pretty realistic actually. Uh, so people that, that don't own their own businesses that have been looking, that are taking shortcuts you know, they look at the long-term average of, of an asset class and they go, well, that's, you know, just project that out in the future. And that makes sense, doesn't it? Uh, it makes sense until you learn to know better. And that's uh, that's a tough one. That's really tough because when you really get down to it, you can't really, there's really not a whole lot that you can forecast with a high degree of accuracy uh, for things that, you know, out five or six years. Now, I don't, in fact, the stock market's even harder to predict. So you have to, that's one of the reasons you don't want to put hundred percent of your money in that. That's not investing. That's gambling. Now, if you have so much money, you know, that you're, I, I was, I forget who it was there. I was reading about a football player and I, uh, I think it was, it was on Cincinnati and uh guy was living in the locker room. This guy was a, was an all-star and he was also an all-star saver. He didn't even get an apartment. He literally lived in the athletic facility. I thought that was hilarious. I always thought it was smart, you know, that they let him do that. And then he just put all that money away. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And, and I wonder if he knows what his own risk tolerance is, you know, and uh, here's my risk tolerance question. Or I said, stocks can be down 50% or more. Okay. So you have to figure out, and this is not an easy question. You have to figure out what kind of a decline would you really be 
willing to sit through to try to make it through a, 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 a big correction in the stock market. How much can you stand being down by? And you need to, you really need to think about that. And I get people, and by the way, that's, that's the most important question on my risk tolerance questionnaire. The other risk tolerance questionnaires that I've seen throughout my career ask you so many questions that I don't know the answers to. I'm looking at it going, really? They're using that? That's how they're evaluating your risk tolerance? That is a, uh, that's horrible. Uh, nobody knows what anybody's talking about there, but it's okay because, you know, you'll sign off on it and, uh, you know, if anything ever goes wrong, you don't, you didn't realize how much risk you were taking. They're going to say, Hey, yeah, but you signed that document. So I like to put it out there front and center. I mean, all the big financial firms that I work with will not do that. They will not say, Hey, Stock market has been down 50% multiple times in the last hundred years or so. If it happens during your retirement, are you okay with that? That, that <laughs> It's probably why so many people are so much bigger <laughs> than I am because the people that are investing have no idea what kind of risk they're taking. And incidentally, for me to take a look at the portfolio that you have, it, I've been doing this for so long I can look at those numbers and it literally, if it takes me more than 30 minutes, it's because I'm goofing around or I'm not concentrating. It, it, it shouldn't take that long. The vast majority of people, I can get it done in about five minutes. I know approximately how much risk you're taking in about five minutes. But see, I've been doing this for 30 years. And when you've been doing it for 30 years, you'd probably be able to do this. Actually, when you've been doing it for five years, you'd be able to do what I do. So that's about how long it took me. And uh, today we have more access to better information. So it wouldn't probably wouldn't take somebody five years to do that. Maybe a couple of years. Yeah, if you, you looked, if you studied hard enough, you could look at a portfolio that somebody gave you, somebody walked in off the street and you would know approximately how much risk is in that portfolio. And uh, now get ready, be prepared when you get to that level. And you start listening to what other people are saying about the stock market. It, uh, if you don't have a lot of self control, you're going to say things that are going to make you very unpopular at parties. <laughs> and what do I mean by that? Well, I've only got a few seconds left before I have to take a commercial break. So, uh, we'll pick up that conversation when we come back. If you hear anything you'd like more information on, my name is Bill Bullington. I have a website. It's called bullingtoncapital.com. You can go there and fill out a contact us form, and I will respond. Head down as I punch this clock. The hours roll, they never stop. And I can't ever seem to get ahead. Always trying to do what's right. Straight and narrows getting tight. Don't know how much longer I can stand. I'm wondering, where's my promise, man? Do you ever find yourself saying, I need a vacation? Vacation Fixation can help. At Vacation Fixation, we specialize in all-inclusive trips and cruises to Mexico, the Caribbean, and Disney vacations. Why choose us? Our clients book through Vacation Fixation because they are frustrated with online trip brokers and timeshare scams. Whether it's a weekend getaway, a family trip, spring break, or honeymoon, Vacation Fixation will personalize a trip just for you. 
Want to know the hottest destinations in Cancun, Punta Cana, Jamaica, or Puerto Vallarta? Interested in room upgrades, beach reviews, or details about resort restaurants? How about finding a trip with a direct flight? At Vacation Fixation, we take all of your specific travel requests and shop our suppliers to find the best deal. What's the cost? Our suppliers pay us so you don't have to. Call 330-573-8147 for more details. Or you can visit our website at vacationfixation.com. Or check out the deal of the day on Facebook, Vacation Fixation. All during Lent, the Lobster Pot is featuring some of the greatest fish platters of the year, including fresh grilled salmon with cucumber dill sauce and your choice of two sides, Lake Erie perch with Great Lakes beer batter or sautéed with white wine, lemon, butter, and capers, served with french fries and house coleslaw. Great Lakes Dortmunder Beer Battered Lake Erie Walleye or broiled with lemon and panko breadcrumbs served with your choice of two sides, fresh broiled wild Iceland cod loin with a buttered panko lemon crust with your choice of two sides, and get this, a Great Lakes Beer Battered Haddock Platter with fries and coleslaw for only $19 on Wednesdays and Fridays, and that's a lot of food. And don't forget about Wednesday and Thursday night, $1 Giant Shrimp and $2 Oyster Nights. So call the Lobster Pot now for reservations at 440-569-1634. That's 440-569-1634. Or go to lobsterpotrestaurant.com. Well, welcome back to the Bullington Capital Report. We were just talking a lot about stocks today, where they fit, uh, bonds, how to do an asset allocation. That's the, oh, the three-syllable words that my industry likes to use a lot. Basically, it's the breakdown between fixed income. That might be bond CDs, bond funds, uh, anything that's investing in something that's more conservative than the, than the stock market that, that, ha- that pays interest. Uh, and then you have stocks, large, medium, small, international emerging markets, you know, the full gamut. Those are your choices there. Uh, and then stocks, bonds, and then you have cash alternatives. A lot of them are, some of the uh, money markets are actually starting to get pretty good now too. You know, it's better than, I, I can't believe they ever got down to zero. That That just kills me. But that's not where we are today. It's not where we're headed. Uh, where are we headed? I know everybody's probably uh, telling people to get quiet. Now he's going to tell you, I have a crystal ball in my office. I promise you it doesn't work. But (laughs) if you want to see where we're going, you can take a look at where you are right now. And I've used this example, this story, the entire time I've been in the industry. If you wanted to not get wet by the rain, it would really be a big help. It's not a guarantee. It'd be a big help if you would look outside, look out the window before you go outside. And if it's raining, bring your raincoat and, uh, and your umbrella. Now, a lot of people say, just keep those close by. Yeah, I keep them by the door. You know, be prepared. And you need to be prepared. That's what you're doing when you diversify your stock portfolio. You're, you're preparing. And so that when it happens... You've got your equipment there. When it happened, when the big corrections come, you've got money in fixed income. You've got some money in, in short-term cash. You've got some money in large, medium, small cap stocks. 
you've got uh, some specialties if you'd like. I like to do that. I'm overweight in a lot of the uh, portfolios that we run. It's up to the individual. We have this. This is part of our conversation. Do you want to have more money, a higher percentage of your money invested in healthcare uh, and semiconductors? Those are two industries I I specifically picked out because their growth was twice as high as the growth of all the other industries that make up the stock market. At least when I did, when I put it together, and they still have they've actually accelerated since then. So it might might even be a little bit further away. Healthcare stocks, by the way, got hit pretty good, and because the market tries to anticipate what it's not what's going on right now; it's what they anticipate to be happening in this next nine to twenty four months. Now, some of the fund managers look at how difficult that is, and they go, "Nah, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to go. We're looking out over the next five or ten years. That's a lot easier, by the way. It's a lot easier to manage money that way." And whenever we get to do another seminar, and we should be able to do one, I'm, I'm thinking somewhere around May, maybe the uh, end of May, uh, I'll show you this stuff. I'll pull it up on a screen, uh, big screen, and show you exactly what I'm talking about. I know it's very difficult to listen, especially when you're in your car. And uh, please don't try to write anything down when you're in your car. <laughs> but uh, you could always call me, 330 664 700 330-664-0700. Don't be writing when you're driving the, uh, or don't be trying to dictate or texting. Um, yeah, keep your eyes on the road. <laughs> anyway, so, oh, you know, I forgot I was going to talk about fixed index. And it was one of the reasons I, I like talking about them is the interest rates on them are typically a little bit higher than a regular fixed annuity, uh, at least for right now. And it's kind of been that way for a while. Um, they have a, a most of them have a restriction over the time period that you can start to withdraw from it. So you have to factor that into, uh, or some of the more popular ones do, the uh, the ones that have the higher interest rates. So you may have to wait for a year. So if you were going to put money in, expecting to take money out, you want to keep the money that you were going to take as income out and just put that in your checking account. And you can spend that over the next 12 months. And then 12 months from now, you turn the income on and they're just going to send you that check until the day you die, no matter what happens in the stock market. Uh, by the way, you have to, well, you don't have to, but you should pick out strong companies, okay? Because the those guarantees are not like the federal government. They're, they're only guaranteed by the insurance company that's backing it up. So you want to make sure, uh, do the best you can, and that's what we do, The uh, look at the companies that you're using there. Because if we get into another big recession, and they start losing money too. Um, remember, they're they're holding, they're managing bond portfolios. They're they're going down. They have to make up for that. Okay, so you want to get a good solid company uh, standing behind those promises. And uh, if you have questions on this stuff, again, just give me a call or go to web, my website. And my email address is bill at bullingtoncapital.com. So if you don't even want to go to the website, that's fine. Just go to Gmail. It's bill at bullingtoncapital.com. I'd be glad to try to help you the uh, best way I can. There are so many options out there. These fixed income options, I, you know, short-term CDs are pretty good. I use the short-term CDs and some short-term treasures. I have a fund I like the best because it manages that stuff. I have some of everything I talk about, by the way. I feel obligated to have that. 
I would not put one of my clients in something that I wouldn't own myself. And I have a fairly substantial amount in everything I talk about. <laughs> so if, if it goes down, you know that if you're feeling pain, so am I. And I think that's really important. And that's actually how we manage the money. It's a percentage of the assets. So if the assets decline, guess what happens to my paycheck? It's going down. And by the way, I'm pretty sure my expenses are higher than, than most people's. You know, I run a small business and uh, I think I'm, yeah, it's expensive. I mean, a lot. And had you told me how much I'd be spending on this stuff 30 years ago, I'd have said, you're crazy. You know, there's no way. <laughs> I would not have believed you. So anyway, I, I know what it's like. Uh, I'm there. I'm right there with you. I've got every, your money and my money are going to be invested similarly. Now, the percentages are going to be different. Some people have 50 to 60 to 70% of their money in short-term fixed income. Those would be government bonds, CDs, uh, bond funds, um, money market accounts would fall into that account or the fixed indexed annuities. Um, those are the most different, by the way. The biggest difference is liquidity. The vast majority of them, if you were to pull your money out early, you get penalized. Uh, most of them have a nine or 10 year period where if you pull out the, the money gets penalized, that penalty goes down the longer you've held on to it. But when you think about it, if you put your money in a stock fund and it drops 50%, how good is that? <laughs> if you were put your money in a uh, in an annuity and had to take out and pay one of the uh, higher penalties is ten percent, and those are that's actually higher than the penalties than the ones I use. So, and depending on the contract and what you're doing, it, it it can vary. So that's why I'm not quoting specifics out here because it really depends on which one you're looking at, how how long you're going to be holding it, and there's there's a lot of stuff to discuss there. That's why I keep making the offer to, to, you know, I'll call you back. If you call me, I'll call you back. I've got a couple people, by the way. My, uh, um, the whole internet, if you haven't noticed, has been going kind of wonky for the past, oh, I don't know, 24 months. Seems like as soon as the, uh, the COVID thing hit and then Russia decides to invade, uh, there have been a, there are a lot of things that are not being talked about that are going on on the internet. I'm sure the uh, Russian hackers are extremely busy trying to disrupt everything, never mind the Chinese and who knows what the Indians are doing. The uh, uh, people from India, it, I, I don't know. All I know is somebody out there is wreaking havoc because the websites that we use, they're still operable. They're still working. They're just really slow. And oftentimes I'll see an email that I don't, that I've gotten that, that's, that was sent two weeks ago. So you may want to just call me. It's uh, 330-664-0700. Long winded explanation was just for that. Uh, if you don't hear back from me within a week, you can bet you're eventually it's going to get there and eventually I will get back to you, but just, you can just pick up the phone and call 330-664-0700. I have that number forwarded to my cell phone, so I've, I'll pick up in evenings and on weekends. People say, well, you know, what makes you different? Well, me and my staff, we try to go that extra mile. We try to go that extra mile and make sure that you're getting what you need. And that's what we talk about, that, that question, how much risk can you take? That's a part of that process. We want to know. I want to know what kind of risk taker you are really. And, you know, that stops a lot of people. A lot of people don't want to answer that question. They they just rather, you know, that's like playing poker, by the way. And I'm not a gambler at all. I, I think 
I got that out of my system when I was like 21 years old, and I and I got this really cheap trip to Bahamas to the Bahamas. And uh, when I got there, I realized that I was staying at a casino. Didn't mention that anywhere in the uh, material that, <laughs> that I was looking at. But I, I still didn't gamble much, but I gambled just enough and had a scare just big enough to say, you know what? I'm not doing that anymore. And and then, by the way, I calculated all the probabilities at all the games. And I played the ones with the highest probabilities of winning. And uh, even then, I lost a little bit, but not enough to hurt the trip. I was down a lot at, at one point in time, and there was a mistake that was that I made. And I got almost all my money back, and I grabbed it and ran. And uh, I'll, uh, finish, I'll tell that story again sometime on a future show, but it was pretty funny. And uh, it cured me from ever wanting to gamble. <laughs> <laughs> and it made it hard, I mean, to invest in stocks. You know, I was uh, in school, and then after that little incident, and was, I'd taken a bunch of upper-level finance courses, and then I was like, oh, okay, now I see. You're not gambling when you're investing. Well, some people are gambling when they're investing. Some people have no idea what they're investing in, what it's done, why. You know, that's, you know, that's hard. It's really difficult because... You're going to, a lot of people have a tendency to get upset when something happens that they did not expect. Okay. Unexpected. Market goes down 25%, you're down 25 or you're down 30 because you were an aggressive growth momentum fund. And uh, people going, hey, and uh, it's because nobody told you about that. You didn't expect it. And if you did have those expectations, you can custom tailor that portfolio to you without answering 150 questions on the questionnaires without you know the questions that nobody actually knows the answers to that that's the one thing that bothers me about my business i i see some really eloquent stuff i mean it is really good looking it's thoughtful uh the only problem is there's certain things you just can't control and and it, it leads you to believe that you know my opinion uh that things are kind of rosier than they actually are uh, investing is tough. It's never been easy. If it were easy, everybody would be rich. Well, it's easy, right? You just put a little money in there and, and you're a millionaire. The, uh, or a multimillionaire or a billionaire. The, uh, you know, can't believe we're saying billions these days. You know, how many billionaires are there? It's unbelievable. But anyway, so it's not an easy task. And what's really tough is that when you start getting older, you know, I just turned 60. Yay. The, uh, I can't believe it, by the way, I'm still in denial, but I just can't believe it. And, uh, you know what it, things don't really bother me as much as they bother a lot of people. I've, I've noticed that. And I think it's because I pay attention a lot to it and, uh, and I have to work hard on it and believe me, but financial markets, because I studied so much when I was younger, it just doesn't bother me. And I'm not going to try and change it. And that's what a lot of people will come into. And that's one of the reasons that uh, people get upset with advisors is that some advisors will just tell them what they want to hear, take their money and, you know, hey, whatever. Not me. I, I just can't do that. And uh, it's probably not why, why I'm not a billion dollar producer, because I feel obligated. <laughs> and I, I feel like I need to provide a level of service. And there's got to be somebody, a sounding board. You know, I would put investing, oh, it's up there on a level of, um, let me see, how challenging it is with marriage. (laughs) 
that's a uh, that's my opinion. Investing's probably as hard as marriage. And I've only got a couple minutes here left, but uh, and since I brought that up, th- th- this also reminded me of something that was really funny. It's a uh, just a story, and it doesn't really have anything to do with investing other than the fact that uh, someone I knew was very close to me the uh, for a long time uh, had this client, and this client was a, it was a lady. She had a husband, and uh, she just talked to that guy like a dog, like all the time. Robert! And Robert's, yes, dear. Yes, dear. I'm sorry, dear. I didn't mean to upset you, dear. And, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And uh, everybody thought, wow, you know, what a miserable life that that guy must have had. And uh, unfortunately, the lady got sick. She got cancer and she passed away. And uh, Robert actually was so in love with that lady that he sat down for dinner. Uh, She'd only passed away a few days before and he being in perfect health he had a heart attack and he died at his dinner table and they found him sitting there or laying over the table and because he he loved that lady so much mister and just that is my explanation anyway and he was so upset by it by living life alone without her that he just went and joined her and it's crazy it's it's amazing what kind of stories you you come across. That's just one out of thousands <laughs> when you've been doing it. Well, maybe a couple thousand when you've been doing this for thirty years and you've met a lot of people. Very fascinating, just fascinating. By the way, the stock market was actually doing well, so that had nothing to do <laughs> with <laughs> with the untimely demise. But I just thought that was I, I felt so bad for the guy beforehand, and then I was thinking, you know, wow. That's just, that's just amazing what you can get used to. And uh, uh, anyway, not even sure why that, but I think it was just this contrast. You know, I, I'm in the stock market. Stock market's incredibly volatile and, and I like it. I really like it a lot. I don't care about the volatility, um, but you need to care about matching up your risk tolerance with the amount that you have invested in stocks versus bonds and fixed income in general. Okay. Because that's gonna meet. That's gonna make the biggest difference in your returns, and you won't get the returns if you're not comfortable with the portfolio you have. So, I got about ten seconds left here. This is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from eleven to noon. I wish everybody a good week. Hope you do well on your investing, and I will be back here next Saturday morning at eleven. You just caught another edition of the Bullington Capital Report. Broadcasting every Saturday at 11 a.m. on AM 1420, The Answer. If you have a question and you'd like to speak to Bill personally, you can call him at 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. Or online at BullingtonCapital.com. That's BullingtonCapital.com. The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.